Today, we are super lucky to sit down with our insightful and beautiful friend, Genevieve Orser, known to us as Jenny. We met Jenny through her now husband, Andrew, when they started dating five years ago, and we all fell in love. Jenny is someone we can go to for advice, has a really fun, silly side, and is someone we can chat with for hours or even entire weekends. She's a key member in our book club, a foodie, a wine lover, all of which you will hear in this episode. Jenny is a proud dog mom to Ollie, a rescue from Texas who is living his best dog life here now in Guelph. Welcome, Jenny. We're so happy that you're here. What's your favorite color? <laughs> Green. <laughs> what shade? Ooh, like forest green. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Good Girls Don't, from parties to past lives, a conversation between friends. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Kinsey. We're sister-in-laws, but also BFFs. We met over a hot dog, never looked back, and decided to start a podcast. And this is it. You're listening to it. Right. Now. Hello. Hi. Hi. Do you want to do your first question? Sure. Uh, What are you listening to, watching, or reading right now? Um, Listening to... I feel like I'm always listening to some sort of country music. I feel like you guys know that, yeah? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if other people would think that I listen to country music, but I do. And Kit Moore has a new album out right now, and it's wonderful. So, would highly recommend. But none of you, you guys don't listen to country music, do you? I enjoy country music. I will never, like, put it on myself and be like, oh, I'm gonna listen to I it. I love this. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But when it's, like, the vibes are, I, I want to ask, what what is, like, the vibe of it? Like, what are you yeah. doing when you're listening to it? For me, country music is, like... Uh, a way to like I don't know just think about like the simpler things in life you know and I kind of like that so I feel like when I'm stressed I listen to country music yeah I listen to a lot of like country study playlists on really on Shopify when I'm working because I find it's like on Shopify (laughs) oh my god Spotify I hope George listens to this because he makes that mistake every time (laughs) let me say that again (laughs) I listen to a lot of country music study playlists on Spotify (laughs) when I'm working because it's like easy and it doesn't like take up any brain space whereas if you're listening to you know Blink 182 or something like that then like it's really hard to get work done yeah Yeah. or like you know anything like even pop it's like hard to get work done and I find it's like more soothing and Michael loves country yes like, if we're driving in the car and he puts on his Spotify playlist, <laughs> it's, it's all country music. It's always going to be country music. Yeah. Yeah, Kim Moore, his new album is pretty good. And what else? Oh, we're going to see Mumford & Sons soon. So I've been, like, re-listening to them because I haven't listened to them in a while. Do they have new stuff or is it mostly, like, still, like, kind of, like, their old stuff? I feel like I should... I think. I'm gonna say no, they don't. Yeah, it's very possible that they do. Yeah, you just yeah. Don't. of course, I'm listening to the albums that I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no new albums. Yeah, you guys know who Noah Kahan is? Kahan. Oh, I love no. him. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm newly introduced from my okay. friend, and we're going to see him in September at Budweiser State. Oh, I saw Ooh. he was playing. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, he'll be really good, I think. Yeah. So his new album dropped, I think, yesterday. It's so very, I, like, TikTok popular. Yeah, so I've been listening to him a lot to, like, try to 
know the songs before I go to the concert. What, what kind of music is it? I would say you probably maybe thought of it because Mumford and Sons. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. it's like indie. Yeah. Folk. Yeah. Yeah. Very like easy listening. That would be up my alley. He has really pop one really popular song that I bet if I played it you would recognize. Probably, it. Yeah. yeah. And like somewhat sad. Well, mm-hmm. the one thing about Budweiser stage is that like I find it like I saw Lizzo and like it's such like a high energy stage. It'll be interesting to see someone who's a bit yeah. more like it'll be cool. It'll be more, more like chill vibes. Oh yeah, it'll be like, yeah. it'll be somewhat sleepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, we're gonna see Chris Stapleton. Same and I kind thing, of think same thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I've been listening to, I feel like, for the most part. Oh, and the Bahamas. I have to put that in there, too, because they're playing the same night as Mumford & Sons, which will be good. Um, and then watching Succession, obviously, we finished that. We finished it. Well, actually, that's a lie. We didn't finish it, but I know the ending. You know what happens. Yeah. Okay. Such a good show. Like, it's wonderful. The last season, like... I got a little bored, a little sleepy Did you? during it. I don't know why, but how many? There were four seasons, right? Yeah, yeah, four. Season three, season three, season three did that for me. I didn't yeah. love season three, but then season four, and maybe it was just that enough time passed in between that it like made me kind of excited to watch it again, and I don't know, not bored of the typical kind of storyline between the siblings. But I loved season four. I thought it was. And maybe because really well we done. dropped off on season two, and then we watched the last two seasons together. together. So maybe that was why we that happened to us. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like binged one, two, and then part of three, mm-hmm. and then got bored and stopped. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So maybe I'll have to pick it back up again. There is something to the shows coming back with the once a week release. As much as it kills me, it's pretty refreshing because you're actually so excited to watch it. Each week. And I think shows, they do it like, it's like intended. Like if it's meant to be binged, they'll release all of it yes. at once. And if it's meant to be watched episode yeah. for episode, they won't yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. I could see, like we've watched Succession since the very beginning. And I, th- I'm trying to remember, but I think it's always been released one week I think so too. It's been yeah. like weekly episodes. Yeah. So you're like always, there's always hype behind it. <clears throat> and I think it's not something you should binge. No, it's, I mean, it's heavy in like all the ways like the way it's written the topics themselves yeah it would be I could see it being a tough one to binge but I really loved that one and then the other one that we're we're trying but is Yellow Jackets Um, so we watched the first season I think there's only been one season well there's two now anyways mm -hmm. um we watched the first season really liked it uh it's pretty heavy obviously it's like teenagers that get dropped in the middle of nowhere from a plane crash and then have to survive so like lost yeah cannibalism <laughs> warning cannibalism too. warning oh really i haven't yeah. seen that either. lord of the flies esque. Oh, okay. <laughs> um but the first season was really good and i feel like they could have they should have probably stopped it there so we've been trying to get into the second season but we've only watched two episodes and i don't know i feel like we might call it a day do yeah. you guys find it harder to get into shows in the summertime like i definitely yes. do yeah. yeah yeah like we'll sit down I can't remember the last time we sat down and watched two episodes of something back to back, which I feel like in the winter time when it's cold and gross out in the evenings, we would do. Yeah. But now it's, you know, we maybe watch an episode of something like every other night. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's hard to start something new because yeah, you want to feel invested, but then. Yeah. You're yeah. not. Yeah. And then reading. Oh my gosh. Is it called By the Lake? 
I am reading, I'm almost embarrassed to say, the fluffiest book um, <laughs> about a girl in Muskoka who her mom... No? Doesn't matter. We can add we'll it to the it. show notes. Yeah, okay, yeah wonderful. It. We'll yeah. add it for the people. Um, You're selling it really good so far. Yeah, I'm selling so. it great. Anyways, it's it's about a girl whose mom owns a resort in Muskoka. Like, it literally makes me think of where you got married. Yeah, yeah. Um, and her mom passes away, and she's handed the resort to run. And the resort is kind of falling apart slash not doing great. And so it's kind of on her to, like revive it but she also was raised there so it's obviously about like all the relationships she had when she was growing up there and it's, like it's super fluffy okay. but it's wonderful very much like Mamma Mia yeah <laughs> modern day Muskoka Mamma Mia yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I'm reading I should be progress. reading our book club book but I'm not yeah I haven't started it either so yeah I started it I'm not invested yet we'll see how it goes I'll probably pull a week before Try yeah. to, do you think that's a good idea for this one or no? It's pretty long. Okay. But also, I, I had a hold for the past probably four months on uh, Jeanette McCurdy's book, I'm Glad My Mom Died, and it just came up to pick up yesterday. You're so going I, and getting that. I do have to admit I'm going to go get that and read that right now and You're then gonna come take back to my book. I don't know, there's something so rewarding about your book coming up on the hold that was like 15 people ahead of you, because now you get to get it. Yeah, you have to go get it now. Yeah. yeah. No, it's exciting. Did you go pick it up? No, I'll probably pick it up tomorrow. Okay. Let's, fingers crossed, Alliston Public Library is open on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Question mark. Probably not, or I'll just buy it. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Walmart. I, I tried. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Am I, is it okay that I'm eating popcorn? Yeah. Well, that's, do you think you can hear it? Um, probably a little, but like probably. probably not too bad. Great. I also think it adds to it, you know. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> can you describe what you're eating? <laughs> I am eating Chicago mixed popcorn. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. I do though, do you guys have like one or the other that you like more? Caramel. Caramel. Really? Oh, I'm a cheddar mm. through and through. And Usually I will only eat the caramel ones if it's like a cheddar with a caramel. The combo is special. You know, yeah. there's something about that combo. But yeah. if I'm going to pick up one, it's going to be a caramel. Caramel. Oh, instant. This is good. We should buy more Chicago mix when we hang out because I will eat all the cheddar ones. You can eat all the caramel Do you think ones. it's equal 50-50? Ooh, that's a good question. I think there's more cheddar. Really? Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. See, <laughs> I, I know bad My <laughs> initial reaction is there's more caramel, but I think it's because I like the cheddar and I wish there was more cheddar. Mm, mm. Maybe I'm the same. That it I might be the same thing. Yeah. We just, yeah, it's something biased. Observation thing. bias? What's yeah. this called? Yeah. 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 Very possibly. Anyways, that's what I'm eating. It's delicious. Mm. On the subject of food. Yes. Imagine... Wait, is this an off-the-cuff question? No. Okay, great. What's your last supper meal? Is it last supper or last, like... It can be your last day of food. Or your last snack. Okay. Can we go last day? Because it's really devastating to me to have to pick one meal. Yeah, 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 yeah. last day is fine. Okay. I think for breakfast... Hmm... It would probably just be a classic, but like good eggs, bacon, 
some sort of like hash brown for sure. No toast, hold the toast. And probably like a coffee with Bailey's. And maybe a mimosa. <laughs> <laughs> what about a Caesar though? What about a Caesar? Well, we haven't gotten there yet. Later oh, later. Yeah, it's, it's coming. Are you doing breakfast and brunch? <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to skip brunch. <laughs> I could do that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a 3,000 3, calorie day. <laughs> I'm going to have a five meal day. Yeah. I mean, it's your last one. Yeah. Right? So. I probably would. I don't know. Um, For lunch, oh, this is tough because I know what dinner is going to be. So then it means. Whatever else I want to eat has to be at lunch. I'm definitely going to have a Caesar at lunch. And like, honestly, probably a burger and fries, but like a good burger and good French fries, which to me is like a chip truck fry. Mm. Yeah. That's my, and mayo, no ketchup. But where's the burger from? Mm. Not in and out. <laughs> the shade. <laughs> in and out if you're listening. Yeah. Not in and out or McDonald's. Oh, honestly, like probably my favorite burger is a place locally. The Burger or Burger Street Baker Street Station has a really oh, good burger. Good that burger. burger's amazing. Yeah. To me it's kind of like an elevated Big Mac or In and Out. It's also the best hangover burger. It really is. It's good. Yeah. It does the job. And their fries are really it's good. It's a big thick bun, which mm-hmm. is great for like a hangover. Yeah. Yeah. This is stressing me out though, because I feel like I missed something for sure. But it's okay. It's okay. It's not your this last isn't, it's, it's not your last <laughs> supper yet. It's so just we can, Okay, yeah. perfect. Okay. Um and then dinner would definitely be like a lobster and steak dinner. Mm. Yeah. Gotta be a seafood in there. Yeah. It's hard because I mean I if I was really being honest, I'd probably have the, like, I'd have oysters, lobster, what else? Maybe some scallops and a steak. Hold everything All else. All the things. Yeah. And that's lots of butter. That sounds phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, that's There good. is a reason that it's my last day. I just picture <laughs> a big platter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm surfing turf. Yeah. But I think, yeah. Oh, and I would have, hmm. Yeah, because I'm having seafood and steak, I would have white wine. Specifically, there's a specific white wine I would have. Okay. Perfect. And then there is a very specific red wine I would have. Will you tell us what they are? Yeah, I guess, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would Jesus. have, uh, it's a Chablis, and I can't remember what the brand is, but it's very good. The white wine. I think it's a French wine. I don't know. I discovered it recently. It's very Fine, good. that's in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Fact check. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then red would be like a Spanish Rioja. There's a few I like, and I'd be okay with any of those. Nothing too crazy, but stunning. Yeah, that sounds. That's a good day, right? Like, do you have any like sweets or desserts that you would have to have? No, like snacks. But I'm not a. Oh, snacks. I mean, that's a whole other. Another day for that. Yeah. <laughs> Do we count a charcuterie board as a snack? That's a dessert. I know. I was shocked by the no charcuterie. Yeah. That probably would be... I love in Quebec how, like, 
cheese is very common to see on the dessert menu. Yeah, yeah. I do love that. Yeah. I mean, I never feel great going to bed after that, but it's worth it. Yeah. It's your last day, though. So It's my last day. I'm going to go to bed. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's no heartburn on your last day. Yeah. <laughs> I have my tums right there with yeah. me anyways. <laughs> but no, I'm not a sweet person, like sweet tooth person. Definitely more of a savory everything i would have to have an ice cream like i am a sweet person but like it's not even necessarily like a cake or like pie or something like ice cream specifically yeah yeah i get that something also like finishing your dinner with something like cold and sweet is like is nice yeah nothing like a chocolate ice cream to really cleanse the palate (laughs) exactly yeah Yeah. the ice cream could maybe get me yeah yeah that is like of all the sweet things i do love do love ice cream but yeah no desserts otherwise cheese Cheese. Cheese and ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The Tums are going to be very necessary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we find a Tums ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I wouldn't, wouldn't do that day? I would not drink water. No. Does no. anyone actually enjoy drinking water? I like drinking it out of a straw because it's fun. I drink yeah. it for obligation purposes. Same. Not for yeah. Yeah. enjoyment. Every time I pick up that bottle, I'm like, guess I got to drink some more water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's always full. Yeah. It's always full. It's supposed to be empty. I filled this yesterday. It's still full. Yeah. No. You're like, I must have refilled it. Yeah. You know when you drink Surely. it and it's like warm? You're like, I haven't drank enough water. No. Yeah. Yeah. That would be my last day of meals. That was good. Yeah. 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 It's, a, it's a heavy day. We're not yeah. going for a light meal day. No. Heck no. Do you think anyone would? Maybe. Do you think there's someone that's like so passionate about salads? I was gonna say would, there would be no salad. Okay, but hear me Pasta out. Salad. A Caesar yeah. or like a really good Ooh, that like would the go Molly well with my dinner. Yeah. Caesar salad. Oh yeah. Yeah, I could go for that. Yeah. Also, that spicy potato or spicy Caesar, Caesar potato salad that I got. Yeah, yeah. Made that recently. It's so good. Yeah. But none of these are healthy salads. No, no, no spinach is involved no. in my last day. So it's like I would like a chopped salad. With grilled chicken. <laughs> they must live really sad lives. <laughs> you horseback rode competitively oh, yeah. mm-hmm. for years. How do you think that horseback riding has shaped who you are now? Um, I feel like, well, horseback riding, at least, like, is very much an individual sport, right? Like, obviously, you, like, when you do it at a competitive level, you're usually a part of what we would call a barn where there's other kids and people who are also competing and you do become like a bit of a family. And a lot of them are like small enough that, you know, you get to know people really well. It's obviously how I've like gotten to know some of my closest friends that way. So that like that part can kind of feel like a team because usually those people are rooting you on to like come and cheer for you and stuff like that. But I feel like the biggest thing with like horseback riding is it it's an individual sport. So when you don't do well, it's on you mm-hmm. wholly. And like you, I think learning that at a young age, how to deal with that kind of pressure is unique. And I don't think it's necessarily like more or less pressure than a team sport. I just think it's different. Like it's a very different level of stress, I guess, that you take on, you especially blame if you're doing it competitively. Anybody else? Like, no. can, you, can you blame the horse? I was going to ask that. So I guess some people probably do. Like people who aren't actually in it because they love the animal like that's why I got into it um because I loved horses like we used to go up to the cottage and I wanted to be dropped off at the farm 
that was not on a lake <laughs> that was like hot. It was a dairy farm. Yeah. They just happened to have horses there. That's where I would go every day. And I would like, I would help them do chores. And then I would get to ride for like 30 minutes. And I was the happiest kid alive. Yeah, like I just right. loved being around the animals. So for me, it was always about that. So I guess for sure there's some people that I'm sure do it for sport, care less about the animal itself. But I feel like most people that are in it care about the animal. But that's maybe the other part that is unique about it is like you learn from a very early age that you can't control everything. And that's like a hard thing to learn as well. I feel Mm -hmm. like when you're growing up Um, because you have this animal, right? So, you know, given the day and how they're feeling and what level of performance they're feeling, whether they, you know, want to do what you want them to do or not, like you can't force a 1200 pound animal to do something. Right. No. Regardless of what anyone says, like you, you really can't. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think like learning that too, like you could be on your best and show up your absolute best and nothing go well or nothing go to plan. And it's just because it was just a bad day. And yeah. like, I feel like learning that skill set early in life has served me so well for so many other things. So that's maybe like the best thing actually probably that I took away from horseback riding that and like learning how to take on pressure as like an individual and I guess learn how to handle that. Maybe not super well all the time, but you know, yeah, I don't think anybody always handles pressure well, right? Like there's always going to be, you know, one day at work that like, it's just not a good day. And like, it's not a good day that you can be pressured, but then, you know, there's also a lot of other days where you feel pressure and you're able to deal with it, like face it head on. Yeah, exactly. And I do feel like, competitive horseback riding like gave me that earlier in life than probably a lot of people get. And I don't know if that's horseback riding specifically, or if it's just the nature of an individual sport that's so focused on you Mm -hmm. and you either do the thing well or you don't. And there's no, there's no in between, like, you know, you either win or you lose and you're on your own that way. Um, that's like, I think that has served me well in terms of how I handle pressure in other situations. So, but yeah, it's a pretty unique, it's a unique sport. (laughs) Do you think it made you competitive at all? Oh yeah. But I don't know if, I don't know if it made me competitive or if I've always just had, like if I was just naturally competitive person, I don't know if you guys thought about this, like are people born kind of born that way or do they become that way? Like I don't know. I think, well, my one thing I would say is that I think that a lot of times people who, like, there's always, like, sporty families a lot of the time. So it's, like, like, all the siblings in the family are, like, competitive. It's, like, very, like, I find that can be a big thing. Everyone has a thing. So you'd think that there's something genetic there that makes you competitive. But I think also being, like, yeah, being in any sport or even, like, most activities, I think, can also spark drive that in you if you have it and maybe it's like with horseback riding I was so passionate about horses so I was I was just so passionate about like the whole industry and that whole thing and then seemed to naturally be pretty good at it and that combination probably helps fuel how competitive you are over time um but then I also hit a wall too where later in my teenage years um it became like almost too much. And that was actually when like, I, I didn't stop, but like slowed down a bit. There were just like certain things I didn't want to like keep pushing harder on because it was, it was too much, which I think 
There's so much you can relate that to in life, obviously. But when you're like 17, right? You, you don't know how to <laughs> cope with that, right? You're like yeah. learning how to put yourself in these incredibly uncomfortable situations where maybe you feel like you're not good enough to be in them, but you're clearly there for a reason. And at a certain point, it just, it got to be a little bit too much. So I did kind of step back a bit in terms of what I was doing and like my growth progression there. So, yeah, but I always loved the horse and the sport itself. So I think I'll always do it for that reason. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Yeah. Do you guys know anyone else that rides horses? Well, I like grew up in an area where like everybody rode horses or lots of oh, people yeah, rode horses. Yeah, you grew up in Yeah. Yeah. Like I never did. And it's like a different world from anything <laughs> I've ever done. Like I worked yeah. for, like working for years on a dairy farm, like equestrian wasn't really something that was aligned, right? Like people no. assumed like farm and farm, but it was like very different things. Yeah. Yeah. But. It's really, I think the one thing that is tough, like, it's a very, uh, it's a sport that's really hard to access, obviously, for most people. So I think that's starting to change now a little bit. Like there's a lot more riding schools that are popping up, which I think is great. And riding schools that are popping up that are being run by like really good people that actually yeah. know what they're doing. Um, and I hope that continues because I think, I don't know, I think for any kid, like learning how to take care of something is like a really good lesson to learn. I would go and spend weekends at the barn mucking out stalls, like yeah, literally yeah. cleaning up poop. I'm sure. <laughs> and I, mean, I loved it. That doesn't sound like it, but and I know like obviously there's so much like competitiveness with it, but I feel like it, it can be kind of meditative. I don't know. I imagine that yeah. being, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think so. It's kind of like, I mean, people probably have mixed views on it, but you know, having a pet of some kind, I do think it brings like a different... Yeah, it's just a different level of responsibility, right? When you're a kid, if your parents actually like make you yeah, <laughs> take yeah. care of these things. Um, but for my parents, it was pretty important that I was like hands-on at a very early stage. And that does change like when you get more competitive and you go up in terms of the level of competition that you're doing in the horse horseback riding world, you do less of that. Like the barns are equipped that you show up and your horse is ready to go for you. Right. You do none of the work. Yeah, but there's something so humbling about <laughs> cleaning up like a 1,500-pound animal's poop. Totally. Like it's it's yeah. just this, you know, I did it for eight. I worked on a dairy farm for eight years. That's what I did literally yeah. all day is <laughs> shoveled poo. Yeah. And like it sounds like funny or gross, but like, you know, you really reconcile some things with yourself it's about true. what you're able to handle and yeah. like it's something that they just keep doing and you have to keep go doing and it's never gonna stop and you learn how to care for something right and it might not be the thing that you want to do the most but it's like exactly yeah it's that cycle of just care that they have to have you yeah. we've put them in this situation where they have to have that and so I think having like understanding that I do think is important for any kids that get into horseback riding, I think understanding what goes into all of it is really important. And I think that also provides like a better respect for the animal itself and like what they're doing, because we're asking them essentially not as humans to participate in the sport yeah, with us, yeah. you know? So we're asking a lot of them. Um, so I feel like to at least like put the work in to understand them a bit better is pretty important. And 
it is one thing that's tough. It does kind of get lost when you, or it can, it really depends on the barn. But when you do go to barns that are more competitive, competing at a higher level, because, and the reasoning is like the focus is supposed to be on you as like the athlete, right? And like learning about what you're supposed to be doing and not being distracted by having to do these million other things. Right. Um, But I feel like those foundations are still pretty important. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. Like you have, we have a, it's also kind of a heavy question. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I but, feel like I know what this one is. I'm excited. This yeah. is a good question. So you're like very lucky that you come from a big blended family. <laughs> like you have two sets of parents that you've known your whole life. And, yes. you know, can you tell us what the dynamic is like being a younger sibling to your sisters and an older sister to your brothers? Yes. How do these dynamics differ? And like, how do you, like, do you code switch between them? Like, what do you do? Yes. Luckily, I've had my whole life to think about the answer to this question. <laughs> <laughs> well, since I was five. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So um, my parents split up when I was two. And then they both got remarried, like, or not remarried, but they both, like, met their partners that they're now with. Yeah pretty soon after that, like, let's just call it within a few years. And my dad and my stepmom had my two brothers who are technically obviously my half brothers, but they're four and six years younger than I am. So I'm very close with them. And my stepdad had three uh, daughters when he met my mom. Um, And I was young, I was maybe like five or six. So again, like I've spent my whole life growing up with them. The interesting part about all of it is like, the majority, none of them like it. I don't think when I say this, but it's true. (laughs) Like most of the time I actually was like an only child because I lived with my mom during the week for school in Toronto. And my sisters were old enough by that point that they were out of the house. So they weren't living at home. So it was, so then there's like that third factor too, which is like, I've also learned what it's like to be an only child. But I think it really just forces you to be uh, very adaptable. I think that's kind of like if I had to summarize it, that's what it's like. The cool part about it is you get to be. So I had my older sisters to look up to, right, to like ask questions to, to like ask for advice from and ask for support from. But then I immediately got to provide that same service to my younger brothers in a totally different way. Yeah. Which is kind of cool because I think I have thought about this before. I'm like, well, am I really the epitome of a a middle child? But I don't think so because they're, they were always kind of two separate families. So I was never playing the same role. It was like, I was always playing those two different roles in very different periods of time. I guess. It's kind of cool that like your older sisters could be older sisters to you. And then you got to take those lessons and be an older sister to your brother. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I do feel like it, I mean, I feel like it served me so well more than anything. Certainly there's times, there were times for sure where it's, you know, just like it's all complicated, right? Because you're like, I, I don't know. Like, am I a middle child? Am I a only child? Am I a oldest child? Am I a youngest child? (laughs) I'm all of them, so. Especially because it was just you that was, yeah. like, yeah, like they have, like, each other, and yeah. that was both the situations, and just you, yeah, so yeah. you're kind of bouncing back and forth. Yeah, but I think adaptable is probably, like, the biggest 
thing that I got out of it. It's like just kind of being able to adapt to, am I the youngest? Am I the oldest? What does that mean in those different scenarios? But I also don't know that I ever really thought about it or ever really think about it when I'm in those situations, just very natural. But I think that's because I grew up that way. Like this started when I was, like I said, like five, well, four. Yeah. 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 Jamie was born when I was four. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty wild. And like different dynamics too, because obviously I'm closer in age to my brother. So I actually did live part of the time in the same house with them. And I never lived in the same house with my older sisters, which is actually so nice for so many reasons, because we never had to have that, like the potential for that weird dynamic, right. That siblings can have. And I do think if I, like, I think about people that have that similar setup, but they're living with like those three siblings on one side and two siblings on the other split time. Yeah, we did that. I Yeah, yeah. I think that's a whole other slew of complexity is that I didn't have to deal with. Right? Yeah, there's definitely like the potential for like the... Well, you see it in like, I don't know, like Cheaper Brother does in his movie that I think yeah. about. Or like all those like movies. The sibling or, dynamic. Yeah, yeah, where there's like the, the teaming up on yes. <laughs> yes. household dynamic, yeah. right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I was so lucky. Like I never... I never had that. Like I fully got to avoid that because again, it was like I was really an only child that then would like put myself in to be the like bigger sister or put myself in to be the younger sister at certain periods of time. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. Anyways. And then this kind of like ties along with that. Like what was it like? Like, I mean, there might've been other times before, but the time that we saw, like what was it like at the wedding when it was kind of like a big grouping of like everyone coming together yeah, you got to see everybody in one place at one time yeah. oh it's so overwhelming like you guys know this at this point too even regardless like I obviously have a huge family and you know I'm sh- what people used to call modern family I'd like to think today it's just like very standard but mm-hmm. um so yeah having all of them together in one place was amazing I'm so lucky they all get along so like I, I n- I've never had to think about that dynamic which is very fortunate yeah um yeah so that was just wonderful but like incredibly overwhelming I feel like no one really can prepare you for that like actually having everyone that you really want together and that you really care about in one place for a whole day is it's incredible if you don't have a wedding for any other reason but for that reason that part is worth it like well they say it's basically your wedding and your funeral totally yeah 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 we yeah, need like, to do some more milestone birthdays or something, you guys, because <laughs> yeah. this is crazy. It's like, it's incredible. I'll yeah. never forget that. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, I know. I think my 40th, I'll have to have everybody in the same room again, yeah. just so I can relive it. Yeah. yeah. It's such a high. Oh, it's so incredible. Um, yeah, I think too, like, that day, I don't know, there's so many dynamics in a wedding. Obviously, you guys know this. Yes. And But we really... Like we made our guest list so quickly. Like I think I told you guys it was, we sat down one night and we basically wrote it out within 30 minutes, 30 minutes to an hour, something like that. And we didn't really, we like changed it a little, like there were a few, a few ads or, but nothing crazy. It was kind of like, who do we want to be there? Let's write that down. Knowing that we can't have everyone that we possibly know or care about, right? Yeah, of course. Um, so it's like, okay, if we're confined to this number, like who are those people? And like sticking to that, it's amazing. 
how special that group of people is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like that part was pretty amazing. Yeah. So it's an important tip, I feel like, yeah. for I don't know if you guys feel that way too, but people who are having weddings. Mm-hmm. Our next question is that. our next question is super wedding related. Oh great. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So what's one thing you were happy you did at your wedding mm. and one thing you wish you would have done if you did it again? Or what would you recommend to others? Mm. Uh, okay, one thing, well, that I, that I would recommend to others or just like one thing I was really happy that we did was that like we sat down and put our guest list together and we really did not veer from that. And that can be so hard for so many reasons. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Usually it's family dynamics and friend dynamics that make that challenging. Um, and I think I'm just really happy we stuck to that and kind of tied to that was like the day itself, like, and, and even all the events like surrounding the day, we really were pretty firm on what we wanted and what we didn't want. And I think that that it like creates some pretty tough conversations you have to have because no matter what people, other people care about your wedding as much as you do. Right. Like Like it's your parents that raised a huge day for for over 30 years. They're going to have, expectations and things that they want and just like want to be involved right because they care and you know it's I think most parents don't want to be the parent that everyone talks about but it's because they care at the end of the day um but I think that like sticking to your guns and like having those hard conversations early where you think there might be conflict of like what someone wants versus what you want I'm like really happy we did that. It's maybe the hap- like biggest recommendation. It's easier said than done though. And I the one caveat with that, I guess, is like we were really lucky that we had parents who truly wanted us to have the day that we wanted to have. And so it was more of like a nudge and reminder than anything else. But even those conversations are hard conversations. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. Um, but it was totally worth doing it. And I think everyone was happier for it in the end. Right? Because, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So that would be that one. And then, what would I do differently? If anything. There might not be anything. But. There's nothing that, like, majorly comes top of mind. Um, hmm. And, like, that's fine. It was a very perfect day. Yeah. What would I do differently? Yeah. I have one. I mean, it's not what I would do differently, but there's something I've seen like a trend like a wedding trend that I've seen that I think is really cute and I love this is like so silly but I love when people do the voice recorded guest book oh yeah I feel like that's amazing yeah I remember I listened to another podcast and the girl got married it was kind of like a similar vibe and they like played out some of the ones that people like played on their yeah uh like like a little telephone they had and that I think is that's really nice yeah okay maybe on a similar vein as that is the uh like we didn't get a videographer mm-hmm. um they're so expensive so I think if you can that's great but the one thing I was really happy someone did was they filmed uh the speeches yeah and yeah. they filmed our ceremony and it is just nice to have those and honestly I don't care that they're not good quality like I can hear what the people are saying and you can hear the laughter in the room and that I actually think to have is really special and I feel like 
I'm so grateful to that uncle. It was my uncle yeah. who did that. Um, so that would be one thing, like, I don't know if, like, I would change it, but I would intentionally do that yeah. if I yeah. were someone else that was having and a I wedding. And I think in the moment, especially for speeches, we had the same, someone um, recorded ours, which was great. Yeah. You are so like overwhelmed because of the day mm-hmm. that like I mean you're definitely like hearing what the speeches are in the moment but you're not like really in turn like at least I yeah. wasn't like really like remembering it so to have it to like re- listen to again later is like nice when you're like you know yeah. in your bed <laughs> like yeah. having a bad day <laughs> exactly and I just think too about like later in life right that's the stuff you don't really think about now because I-, I was always thinking about oh, I'm not gonna watch my wedding video I've just had my wedding like that'll be good enough surely but then you start to think about, okay, well, but when I'm, like, 70, yeah, you yeah. know, it might be nice to, I don't know, look back on that stuff, right? Yeah. Same yeah. thing with photos. I'm on a real mission to take more photos because, well, because of huge. that. Like, it's so fun to even go back, you know, five years ago and see yeah. photos of you with someone or whatever. But yeah. After our, well, I think after both of your weddings, there is something I would have done a little differently. And like my wedding was like pretty hyper local to where Michael and I live. Yes. That we didn't get to spend a whole weekend with everyone. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. And like your guys is like everybody went away on the Friday and we spent the whole weekend together. Yeah. And like that was so special. Like it, it felt, was. it felt like a vacation and just like this big event that we did everything together and, like, I, well, like, as obviously as, like, a guest and a participant, like, I love both of those so much. And it's like, oh, I wish we would have had that. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, yeah, the Friday night, like, I stayed at my parents with, like, the bridal party and Michelle. And me. <laughs> <laughs> and Michelle. I, didn't make the, I didn't make the cut. Well, <laughs> things would look different now. <laughs> But you were there. Yeah, yeah that was almost four years ago. <laughs> I know, it's yeah, crazy. You were there. Yeah, but um, I think, like, just, you know, like, Michelle, at your guys' wedding, we all stayed in the same, like, the same hotel and, like, spent so much time together and, like, got up. It was know, so fun. Yeah, and we had hungover breakfast together and, like, got to chat and see everybody in the hallways. Like, I learned so how fun. much I love shuffleboard. Yeah. <laughs> for the and, like, Jenny... Send me there. Jenny, like, you guys didn't have a wedding party, but, like, we were so lucky to get to stay with you guys. Yeah, it was in so that fun. And it was literally so much fun. Yeah. I loved the... I mean, and I love you. I'm, I love all the time we spend with you. But I did love when you went and, like, got your hair done and everything. And then okay. us and Andrew all, like... Yeah. And got ready together. All, like, got ready together and took photos. That was so And fun. had to have a shower schedule because there was one shower. Yeah, there was, there yeah. was one shower, so I showered it. And 12 people. <laughs> I showered at 6 a.m. that day. <laughs> you were smart. Yeah. But no, it was, like... Yeah, and it's fun to be a part of, like... It was fun to be a part of like the grooms getting ready process yeah because yeah. I've never seen like the other the side bride's of side where it's like this big to do it's like yeah. the grooms they have a shower and brush their hair and put if yeah. that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like put their suits on you would know better than I <laughs> yeah. I wasn't there <laughs> And, like, that part was really fun. And just, like, even, I think the day after the wedding with you guys was the most fun. Yeah. Yeah. The pasta putanesca. Yeah. Exactly. Going to the grocery store and buying some <laughs> of the pasta putanesca and, like, bag salad and just, like, singing karaoke that night. Yeah. 
But even going to the farm and cleaning up and like drinking gin, <laughs> gin and tonics, <laughs> which like who would have thought we were drinking <laughs> gin and tonics at one after a rager? <laughs> when your brother was helping me construct my calling in sick message. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I forgot you were so- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Good thing you made it to work that day. Yeah, yeah I did not listen to him, obviously. He's a bad influence. I hope he listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I do agree with that though. The weekend, I think a lot of people shy away from that because, and I get why, because it's like, you feel like you're asking so much of people and then to ask people for a whole weekend, I don't know, just, it feels like a lot, but it makes, it is special. There's something special about that. I agree. Yeah. And it feels more feasible as we get older. Like I think at the age, Michael and I got married not that we were, I was a child bride, but like, <laughs> you know, and like, you know, it, it felt like a lot to ask your friends to come spend a whole weekend with you, yeah. but now I wouldn't shy away from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's really special memories that are made. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I think too, we had our wedding on a long weekend and I feel like if you're going to, if you're going to do that to people, just, you know, make make a nice long weekend out of it. It was yeah. the best. Well, was yeah, so and, like, fun. the whole... All of our friends are so good for, like, planning weekends away and, like, having that even when there's not, like, yes. a yeah. big event, right? Yeah. And then... True. Yeah. And speaking of the friend group... Oh, yes. <laughs> well, me and you are similar in this way, but... Yes. We kind of came into... Um, I guess we do have some listeners who don't know all the dynamics, so I should say... Like Spencer and with my husband and Je- and Andrew, which is Jenny's husband, and Michael, which is Kinsey's husband, all like our university friends. So me and Jenny <laughs> kind of came into this very large friend group. Yes, established friend group, I should say. Yes, um, a little bit large later. and established. Yeah, <laughs> and I would love to know what your what it was like coming into that group and what yeah. your like first impressions was of the group and how it's changed (laughs) as time's gone on. I was trying to remember what the first, like, bigger event I went to was. I think it was, like, one of the Christmas parties of some sort. And I know I didn't meet you then. No, you didn't. And I don't think you were there either. Yeah, I can't remember when I met you for the first time. But I do think my training from my my, like, growing up with so many immediate family members does kind of like prepare me well for situations like that. Again, like I'm very adaptable in environments where, I don't know, just a lot of different dynamics going on. So, and it very much feels like a family for sure. Even like from day one, like you walk into that and you're like, whoa, everyone knows everything about everyone probably more than they should. Yeah. Yeah, Like a family and also an intimidating way though. I would like, I, you know, I'm lucky I was there from, day one Earth. <laughs> yeah, literally like Spencer yes. and I born on the same day yeah. but, um I'm sure it would be intimidating a little bit I was yeah sure. yeah maybe a little bit I yeah but everyone everyone is so I don't know it's a really great group of people like that's uh, yeah. yeah probably lame to say but it is true and but there's a lot of there's a lot of us yeah there's you know, if you put everyone together, probably close to 30 of us. Yeah. I think probably close to 40. 40? It's a it. lot of yeah. people. I've yeah. lost track. So, so I feel like too, there's almost enough people that for me, at least personally, that almost made it less intimidating for me personally. Agreed. Versus if I had gone into, 
you know, a Christmas party with like eight of their closest friends, yeah. I'd, I'd be, I'd be really nervous, but you can almost not get lost in the crowd. Right. But it's just, there's so much going on. So I think maybe the first little bit beyond that very first time, it was more of that. It was like spending time to figure out like who's dating who, first of all, yeah, who's married huge. to who, who, what the dynamics are. Who's like really close. Cause then there's like people that are really close even within the group. Right. And there's mm-hmm. those different dynamics too. So I feel like that was the part that maybe took me like a solid six to eight months to yeah. get a good handle on. Yeah. So I do remember the first time Kinsey and I hung out together, just the two of us. Oh. <laughs> you remember? Yeah. Yeah. We went to a butcher class. Oh, I yeah. remember that. <laughs> I think the first time we met was we rented one of those villas in yes. Blue Mountain, and I came up and like I hadn't met you yet, but I had yeah. heard a lot about you. Yes. So I went in, and you're like, "Oh, Kinsey, like I've heard so much about you," and I was like, "Oh yeah, me too." And I feel like I maybe wasn't the most welcoming at the very beginning, but <laughs> I, you know what, I feel like that butcher class we did was pretty early on, and I yeah. remember thinking. Oh yeah, like this is these are my people. This, <laughs> this woman is ready to go and spend a hundred dollars to learn how to butcher a cow on a Sunday. I showed up so hungover. Yeah, there's a really good picture of us that I'll share. There maybe is. maybe I'll share it on our Instagram. That should yeah, be the should. photo. Yeah, I think so. One of them anyways. But I am so sorry if you have any vegetarian or just people that anyways it's well, fine we'll put a disclaimer maybe we all know meat is a thing okay, that's good <laughs> they didn't kill the cow no <laughs> i don't recall like were we holding up a slab of meat no we're just in the cooler yeah we'll put a good photo in the front and okay. then it'll be a trigger warning to not <laughs> okay, perfect to not slide if you're squeamish with meat well, but, i remember i was yeah. vegetarian at the time when you guys went out. <laughs> And you still sent me the photo. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it fun. Yeah, exactly. uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, that was, I remember being like, okay, yeah, yeah. these are my people. It and was, then having like various other moments like that, of course, too, with other people. So that was definitely like a soulmate moment. Yeah. But it's like, hey, do you want to do this butcher class? And then you're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's go do it. Yeah. And then I remember we went, we went on a cottage weekend that was supposed to be like a very casual girls' cottage weekend. Oh, yes. And you showed up with a soda stream, and I showed up with like a, a charcuterie, tw- board. yeah, like a twenty-person charcuterie board. <laughs> Not casual no. at all. <laughs> we were prepared to have a, Last a very nice <laughs> yeah. cottage weekend. It was going to be a luxe, relaxed cottage. Of course, yeah. yeah, absolutely, yeah. Anyways, but yes, it's a great group of people. Yes. It's a lot of people, a lot of different dynamics. But that's what makes it fun. I've never known a group of people that travel so much together. That might be, and I don't mean like travel far, but go to cottages together. And it's like there's no excuse for it to be less than 20 people. And that's crazy to me. Yeah. I'm thrilled yeah. I'm never the one that organizes it. I appreciate the people that do. Well, yeah. I know at your guys' wedding, you said we all travel as a pack. And yeah. like that, like it stuck with me because it is so a true. bit of a pack of people that always go together. Yeah. Doesn't matter how little space there is, we figure it out. Yeah. And you start to know who has things. I always find that interesting. Like, you know, oh, yeah. like if you want like a certain game, it's like, oh, yeah. well, I know this person has this in. game. Yeah. 
<laughs> or like, yeah, for camping. It's like, you know, which people have all the like cooking equipment for camping, right? So you just yeah. like, don't worry about that. Yeah. Or like, you know, Shane and Agatha are going to show up with the lawn games or with yes. the inflatable island. Yeah. They really have all the things. Yeah, yeah, they do. I'm sure, Kinsey, when you go, you know that me and Spencer will never have toothpaste. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think, is it Anna and Rainier that are always responsible for setting up the, the, the tarps? Yeah. And like, what would we do without them? I mean, the amount of times it's rained. We'd yeah. just be sitting there. I mean, maybe someone Get else really would, wet. but I don't know. I don't know. I won't do it. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be me. I, no. would, I, don't, I don't own a tarp. So. <laughs> I, will, I couldn't possibly get one. I will never own Why a tarp. <laughs> yeah. I purposely don't own a tarp. There's someone else to do that. Yeah. Why would I? <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, it's a good group. It is yeah. really good. We're very lucky, I feel like, that way. For sure. So, Well, and everybody shows up for each other, too. Like, yes. good times or bad times, people are there, and that's always really meaningful. Yes. Mm-hmm. I also remember thinking that when I found out your birthday was on April 24th, which is the same birthday as me. I feel like I talk about it a lot, but it is really weird. I've never known anyone else that has the same birthday as me. And I was like, this is good. Yeah. 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 That, we'll that, was, that was a soulmate moment. Too, a soulmate you know? moment. Yeah. 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 Same birthday. Yeah. <laughs> never known anyone to have the same birthday. It's pretty wild. Yeah. I remember I found that out, like, because, um, this is so creepy, but I remember when Andrew, because... Like, Andrew and Jenny started dating exactly literally one month after me and Spencer did. And then I found out that Andrew, who I'd met, like, twice, had his girlfriend, so I creeped you on Facebook, as someone does. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she has the same birthday as me. Twins. <laughs> <laughs> Twins. Twin, twin, yeah. Like, you're already. <laughs> I'm oh flattered that you looked me up. Yeah. Anything about me and Michelle that somebody needs to know is we're going to look you up. <laughs> you mentioned one person's random first name. I will look you up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I will find you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, what's your favorite thing about getting older? Ooh. I love this question. That is a good question. Um, I think that I am just more... I don't know, more sure of myself in like every sense, you know, you like make decisions about things. It's easier to make decisions about things, even harder things. And because you just, you have a better sense of who you are and what you care about. And, but I think too, like that skill I learned early on of, you know, taking on things myself, like from riding, right? Like being in an individual sport and learning how to make decisions yourself, how to handle stress, how to, I don't know, just like stick to your guns on who you are. That has definitely served me well. And I feel like that gets easier as you get older. And that's really nice. Because it, it, like there's a lot of other hard things, I guess, that happen in life as you get older. But it's nice that that part gets easier. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. I agree. Like, I don't know how you feel, Michelle, but like as I get older, I'm like, yeah, more sure of myself. I know who I am. I know who my values are. Yeah. And I know who my people are. And that's like big. Yeah. Yeah. I think the feeling, this kind of goes along with it, but the feeling of, like, being more settled, and, like, obviously you can never, like, so many things in life happen that throw you yeah. off course, and, like, you can't, mm-hmm. but just 
my physical environment of feeling more settled. Like, yes. we moved to Guelph, like, somewhat recently, and, like, about two years ago, and I feel so, like, at home here, and it's nice yeah. to kind of, like, have, like, a place you associate as being, like, yeah. you know, your home and all that. So, yeah, that feeling is... It's cool nice. to feel like you have a settled foundation that then you can still try new things and push yourself and make yourself uncomfortable, but there's this, like comfortable foundation you can always come back to which I feel like when you're young you don't have that it's just yeah, chaos because you're yeah. trying to figure out what that is that's yeah that's probably the part I feel like that's the best about getting older well and that foundation isn't always physical right it's not always like a no. home or whatever it's like your friends your family maybe your career maybe totally. not but it's just like you always know this this thing that you can come back to and yeah. just like how you feel about yourself yeah. right like being able to have that foundation of, okay, this is an uncomfortable situation, but I've done 20 of these before and it's always worked out. So I can tell myself it's going to work out and I can actually believe that now. Whereas I feel like early in life, you'd, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That part's nice. Do you ever still get that little voice that tells you that you don't know what you're doing? Every day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing every Perpetually, day. Perpetually, I have. Yeah. I probably don't know what I'm doing mo- most days with certain things because I think too if you if you push yourself to try new things, do new things, um you are just always in this perpetual cycle of being uncomfortable. Yeah. Because you're you're trying to learn and it's just that you get or at least I've gotten more comfortable with that feeling with like the discomfort. Yeah. yeah. I always say it's like getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which maybe sounds wrong, but I think in the context, at least for me specifically, like definitely in the context of work in my career, I would say I very much apply that that principle. Yeah. So, yeah. We just have one final question for you. Ooh. And we've made it to the end. Yes, we've made it to the end. Yeah. Um, and it's basically, I want to turn the tables a little bit and put you kind of in our position. And do you have something that you wonder about people? And I want you to come up with a question for our next guest that they will have to answer when they come on. If you have one. A question for the next guest. Yeah. Without knowing who it is, obviously. Oh my gosh. That (laughs) is so difficult. Hmm. Can I think about it? Yeah, you yeah. Think about it. Is that fair? Yeah. Well, I can sit here and ponder. You can edit this out. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I'm going to sit here and eat my Chicago mix, people. And I'm going to pour some more wine. Give me five minutes here. Yeah. While I'm here. Yeah. That's a good question. Is it really mean to ask someone cats or dogs? Mm-mm. I like that question. Cats or dogs? Okay. And you have to back up your... Yeah, you can't just pick. Mm -hmm. You need to give some solid reasoning around why. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think that's it. I feel like it's a pretty polarizing question. (laughs) We're going to go with that one. Yeah, I love it. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much, Jenny, for coming on the pod. Michelle and Kinsey. Yeah. Um, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, talk to you later. I'm going to stay here and eat dinner with you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, bye.